Good morning, gorgeous. How are you ladies doing this morning? I hope you're all doing wonderful. For those of you who are just listening for the first time, welcome to my podcast, A Feminine Impression. My name is Dr. Michelle. I'm your host, and today we are answering some questions. We are doing a Q&A, which I call my butterfly mail questions that were sent to me by you ladies, my butterflies. And we're going to go ahead and answer three questions that came in today. So I want you to go ahead and sit back, relax, grab something to drink, grab something to write with, and let's talk about this. Hi, Dr. Michelle. Thank you so much for the content that you've been putting out there. It's very helpful. Hope you're doing good. Um, My name is Hanan, and my question is on emotional maturity. So, how do I create a strategy to against my emotional triggers, especially when I'm in an environment that already has those said triggers? Like, there's a high probability that trigger is gonna happen. So, I don't really have time to kind of step back and just relax and think about how I'm going to react it's kind of like almost always there thank you hi Hanan thank you so much for your question my love so in terms of emotional maturity and learning your emotional triggers especially in environments that have triggers ahead of time that you can anticipate the most important thing is to be able to prepare yourself prepare yourself in terms of your mind and your behavior for what you're about to deal with. So if you know you're walking into an environment that has a lot of triggers, whether it's work, whether it's a party, whether it's visiting a certain family member, if you know ahead of time what to expect, then you need to prepare your mind. You need to be able to anticipate what you think is gonna happen and how you're going to respond to that. At the end of the day, As a feminine woman, you are responsible for your behavior. No one can control what you say and what you do. Only you can. And if they do, you are giving them the power to do that. So what I want you to do is think of the way that you plan on conducting yourself as a woman holistically, not in certain environments, but in general. How do you want people to experience you? How are you going to say, no matter what happens, no matter what situations I'm in, this is how I'm always going to act and stick to that. That commitment that you create to the woman that you've decided you are going to be is going to hold much more weight than whatever is happening around you. And it gives you a safety net to be able to say, I don't have to think about how I'm going to react because I know how I'm going to react. I'm going to react the way that I've decided ahead of time that I'm going to react to everything. And that's going to give you comfort. Okay, so make sure that you remember that you have the control. It is your life, my dear. No one gets to decide how you're going to behave and no one can pull anything out of you unless you give them the permission to. I always say, in addition to that, is to pray, pray, pray. I always pray and I pray effectively. And what I mean by that is using scriptures to enhance my prayers and to make sure that I'm giving God back the promises that he gave me 
in terms of what he said he will do for me in every situation. So before I enter any situation, I bring the kingdom of heaven into my environment. I need heaven's influence, heaven's culture to take over all of my situations. So prayer is the most important key that you can ever use in your life. It supersedes any plans, any medications, any strategies, and it also provides you with a sense of calm so you're not anxious. And prayer also gives you wisdom so that you can know what to do and what to say in any situation. Because no amount of self-help books, motivational teachers and speakers can give you the answers for every single situation in your life. You're going to require your own wisdom. When you have your own wisdom, heaven downloads exactly what you need to say in every given situation so you don't have to worry. So I make sure that before I go into any environment that I know is going to have triggers that I pray before going in. I pray the day before, I pray while I walk in and make sure that I'm coming in with a different presence and a different posture. And I promise you, if you do this, you will have a different outcome. And lastly, if you know that you're going into an environment like this, then set a time limit and have an exit strategy already ready before you go. So if you're visiting a family member's home that you know you don't get along with, especially now during the holidays, this is something that comes up a lot where you're running into people that you don't normally see and you know what's going to happen. Have an exit strategy. So you'll say when you walk in, oh, I have to leave by seven o'clock. Or if you're having a meeting at work with someone who is kind of rude or says things that kind of trigger you, then as soon as they walk into your office, you let them know, I only have five minutes. I really need to get back to this task. So this helps them know, okay, first of all, you're in control. You have power over what you're going to do in this moment. And it lets them know that they don't have the authority to try and manipulate the situation on you. So set time limits for yourself. If you're going to a party that you know is going to trigger you because you may see someone that you don't get along with, then you say, I'm going to go to the party for only 30 minutes. You go in, you say your hellos, you take your pictures, you drop off your gift, and then you go home. You don't spend extra time if you know that the environment is not healthy for you. So having exit strategies, having things that you're going to say, if they're already in your office and say, you didn't tell them ahead of time that you only have 10 minutes to talk, you can tell them, okay, well, this is the last thing I'm going to go ahead and say because I really have to get back to this task. Say that last thing and then let them know that the conversation has to continue later. But give yourself these exit strategies, these exit words and phrases, and set time limits. And that way you're not getting sucked in to all of these different things that are going to set you off, especially with people who are doing it on purpose. All of these things, preparation, prayer, strategies and time limits are going to help lower your anxieties and give you power over your environment. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is a virtual counseling service where you can schedule phone or video sessions. It is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. It is a worldwide service. 
and can help you in areas such as depression, anxiety, anger, trauma, and other concerns. Everything that you share is confidential, professional, and affordable. You can check out their testimonials on their website daily. And note, this is not a crisis hotline. I want you to live a life where you're full of happiness and hope today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off of your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com feminine. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash feminine. Hi, Dr. Michelle. This is Hanan with a second question. And I just wanted to know, how do you deal with a flirty or playful guy in a work environment? So I don't want to come off as mean or rude, but I also don't want to be too friendly. Like, So how do I draw that line in a feminine way? And also, um, I work with my boyfriend, so he's almost always there to witness the interactions I have with this guy. So yeah, I don't want to be known as a rude uh, colleague, but at the same time, I need my man to know that, you know, in any given situation, he can trust me because he can. (laughs) So, yeah, it's it's just, I I don't know how to balance it. Thanks. Okay, for your second question, my love, this is something that happens with many, many women, especially if you're a feminine woman. It is highly likely that you're going to have a coworker that's flirting with you, that wants to date you, that likes you, and that's being inappropriate. Now, does it make it okay? No, it does not. But is it common? It is common. So in your specific situation, it sounds like this particular coworker is being inappropriate because work is not the place for flirting and they're crossing a boundary. They know this you know this. And most of the time, this is normal. It's like we all know this is happening, but no one wants to address it. No one wants to call it what it is because then it gets weird and we don't want to risk that. But you're doing that at your own expense. He's not the one worried about the things that he's saying. You're the one that's stressing out by the comments he's making, by how he's making you feel, by how he's making your boyfriend feel, and he feels nothing. And that's not okay. You must begin to set boundaries at work and in your life in general. Because number one, you're not single. Okay, so that in and of itself makes what he's doing disrespectful. He's disrespecting you He's disrespecting your relationship. And on the other hand, if you are allowing this, then you are disrespecting yourself. You're disrespecting your relationship because you know that it's wrong and you're still allowing it by allowing him to flirt with you. Now you may say, well, how am I allowing him to flirt with me? Isn't it his decision? Believe it or not, honey, that's all they need. They just need a little something, whether it's a laugh, a giggle, a smile, a comment back, anything that they get, any kind of reciprocation lets them think that they can continue their behavior. So unless you've explicitly told him to stop, you are saying it's okay. So you have to start setting boundaries. Men are always going to test the waters, especially if you're dating someone 
and they're jealous or they want you, they're not going to respect it on its own. Just the fact that you're in a relationship. They're going to wait to see if you respect your relationship. They want to see if you are willing to let them know that they can still have you. So when you allow the flirting, you're telling him, yeah, you can. You can have me. There is something I like about you. Even if you just think you're being nice and you don't want to rock the boat, they don't see it that way. And that's the problem. It's not about how you feel. It's about what they think based on your behaviors. They can't read your mind. So they're going off of what you're doing. And on paper, if they were telling the story to someone else without being able to read your mind, it seems like you're opening the door for that. So you're also disrespecting your relationship. And if your boyfriend is watching this, he's also understanding that your behavior is disrespectful. And that is the worst thing you can do is disrespect your partner. They don't take that lightly and it won't be good for you. You have to practice assertiveness. It's a skill. It's not easy, especially if you are a nice person woman. If you're a really nice girl by nature, if that's just how you're built, then being assertive is going to seem like you're being mean. And I know so many women are afraid of hurting people's feelings, but we have to understand that men are different than women and hurting their feelings (laughs) is hard to do. It's not the same way we think we're doing it. And men are much different with how they process Their feelings being hurt. Their feelings are not hurt in the same way we usually think that they're hurt. You're usually only hurting yourself. And so you have to draw the line. So in terms of how you address this behavior specifically, the best approach, which may be difficult if you haven't learned how to be assertive or if you're afraid of confrontation, it'll be tough, but it's necessary for you to learn. And that is just telling him. You don't have to do it in an aggressive way. If he makes a flirtatious joke or comment, you can just ignore him. And he may ask, oh, you know, are you okay? Like I said, most people know what they're doing. So if they say something flirtatious and you don't respond, they're going to try to either retract it, backtrack, say something like a joke or something to lighten up the mood because they know that they're stepping over the line. So in that moment, you can say, oh, No, nothing's wrong. I just don't really like when you do that. Oh, do what? Well, I don't like when you say that kind of stuff to me. You know, I'm in a relationship and I don't like it. Of course, you know, say it the way that comes naturally to you, the way that you're comfortable speaking, but telling him that you don't like it is important. Letting him know that you respect your relationship is important. It's important for you and it's important for him. You would not appreciate if your boyfriend was doing this. If he was flirting with a girl at work or if a girl was flirting with him and he wasn't nipping it in the butt, you wouldn't like it. And so you have to do the things that you would want him to do with you. You don't get it both ways. And for the ladies listening, even if your boyfriend doesn't work with you and he never sees it, you have to remember that there is someone who is always watching you. You have a creator that's always watching your life and examining your heart, examining the things that you're doing when no one's watching. And so when other things start to go haywire in your life, you have to understand everything is connected. You have to also just get into the practice of doing the right thing and having that good character no matter what, no matter who's there, who's looking and who's watching you. Because a lot of situations that will come into your life, 
especially the ones that are really hard, like facing people without making it weird or confronting people about your boundaries, even though you'd rather them just kind of stop and go away on their own. Everything that goes on in your life is happening for a reason. Whatever is going on is teaching you a skill that you need to develop in. And if you don't develop it now, it's going to keep on coming back. The same issue is going to keep on coming over and over and over until you master it, until you learn how to overcome it. And it can stop you from elevating because if you don't deal with this kind of thing now, when you get moved into another position in life, one way or another, this is going to come up again and you're going to have to have practice in dealing with it. It won't be the last time. So let him know that you don't appreciate it and you'd rather do without his comments. And then moving forward, make sure that you're not spending as much time with him. So if he's someone that you usually eat with or you spend a lot of unnecessary time with him, you sit next to him, you guys are buddy buddy, you're going to have to stop doing that. You are going to have to change your behavior so that he understands. And don't think that he's just going to take it and run with it. He'll probably do it again just to see if you were serious. And so you have to be prepared for that and have the same exact behavior. So this is something, again, you need to build up because it's going to keep coming back if you don't. And it would be very unfortunate for you to lose your relationship or lose another relationship in the future if you don't learn this skill to be devoted to the person you are dating and to be devoted to the commitments that you've made to yourself. So I hope this answers your question. I hope that it was helpful. Thank you for asking it because it's a very important question that a lot of women struggle with. I hope that this gave you some clarity. Hi, Dr. Michelle. So I wanted to ask a question. Um, I find it very difficult being in a relationship with one person i don't know especially maybe i'll try and move on and an ex will come back and say i still like you and all that sometimes i feel what if they're saying the truth what if like i pass this opportunity to find true love so it makes like i end up dating more than being in a relationship with more than one person at the same time how do i get that stop am i to cut every x out is it possible for an x to actually change i really i really don't know what to do please help hello harriet thank you for your question sweetheart so to answer your question about being in multiple relationships dealing with your exes coming back my first question that I would want you to consider is why do you need multiple relationships? What is it about it that is drawing you in? Is it the attention? Do you need a lot of attention from men to be able to feel a certain way? Is it something that they're giving you that maybe one person can't give you and so you need different bits from different men? Is there a reason behind this? Because it sounds like it's something that you're struggling with. So it's important for you to reflect on what it is that makes you crave that. It could just be an attention thing where you just like having different men checking on you, different men asking you out and and that kind of thing. But it is different being in a relationship versus dating. Those are two different things because when you're in a relationship, there is a level of commitment. 
and dating there is not you're just going out having fun and you don't have to do the same amount of investing time into the person and giving them your word so in terms of the relationship piece being in multiple relationships it's not wise to do this it's different if you are dating multiple men because you're not spending a whole lot of time on the phone you're not telling them that you're in love with them you're not having to have all these obligations you are just doing something to have fun your time honey is very valuable if you have the time to be giving to all of these different men then it's saying that you're not using it wisely because there are other things that you should be doing with your time. Your days here on this earth are numbered. So it's important that the people who deserve it are the ones that are getting it. So if you're dealing with exes, people that have already decided that they do not want to be in a relationship with you or you do not want to be in a relationship with them, then why are you still talking to them? Now, it's a bit different if, say, your ex is in the military and so you broke up because he had to go somewhere or your ex and you broke up because he moved and so it's kind of like a long distance thing, but you're keeping that door open in case they come back, then okay, it makes sense to still have communication. However, outside of that, There's no reason why you should still be talking to your ex. They should not be given the luxury of being able to contact you whenever they feel like it. As a feminine woman, it's important for you to value your time and value your life. Men should not be able to access you whenever they feel like it. Having access to you is a luxury. Being able to text you and get a response is a luxury. Being able to even have your phone number is a luxury. So if they're able to contact you when they feel like it, contact you for sex, contact you when they just want some company, they want to have a great conversation, contact you to tell you that they miss you, contact you to share old pictures of your old life together, all of that is a waste of your time. Personally, I think that it's good to be able to date different people, get a feel for different personalities and see what you actually want in life. So of course, there's nothing wrong with dating multiple men if it's just dating. But in terms of relationships, it should be one person that you're committed to. The thing is, if you get too comfortable dating multiple men for long periods of time, then when you are with one man, it may be difficult. You may still miss that attention of multiple men and then you may start to go outside of your relationship cheat on him talk to men you know that you shouldn't be talking to because you just miss having different personalities different flavors different opinions and then you're going to get yourself in trouble so you do need to practice being able to be with one man But I think it's important and healthy to be able to explore dating and see different personalities, see different things that men have to offer and get comfortable being in the presence of a man without feeling like you need to give yourself. That's really where the problem lies is when you are giving of yourself. As long as you're not and you're just kind of receiving, receiving their attention, receiving their dates, receiving their compliments, receiving the things that they have to give to you, then 
then it's fine. But if you ever find that you're crossing that line where you're giving, then you're operating in the deficit and you kind of have to reevaluate how you're spending your time because that's not what dating should be about for you as a feminine woman. So I hope that was helpful. And again, ponder on the reasons behind this and I think it'll answer your question. Thank you so much for asking. I'm sure a lot of women want to know about this because again, it is something that's very common, but we have to be able to manage it. Well, my loves, that's it for today's Butterfly Mail. Thank you so much for being here and for listening into this podcast. I hope that it was helpful to you. If you have a question that you'd like me to answer, then leave me a voice message. So I hope that you have a wonderful day. Make sure to follow my Instagram page, A Feminine Impression, for feminine inspiration daily. And also visit my YouTube channel, Dr. Michelle. Make sure that in everything you do, you make a feminine impression. Bye-bye.